Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Friday morning stream. Did you enjoy Lene's session yesterday? I think that was just an amazing word, entering the rest. If you haven't seen yesterday's devotions live stream, please watch it. Lene brought an awesome word. So um, let me just greet a few people. I see my beautiful mother. Hello, Ma. Lekker om Ma te sien. Ek het gister vir Lene gesê, so ek my herinner, dat ek Ma bel vandag. So ek sê Ma bykie bel. Um, so, hello everybody watching. Sorry for the delay. Uh, we were scheduled to have load shedding now, um, but I just wanted to check because yesterday it came back on. So I just wanted to check and we, we don't want to, you know, mess up the system uh, with all the on and off of the, of the load shedding um, you know, all the power surges coming through. So we just switched off the system first and then powered it back on and, and Nico had to do everything over again. <laughs> so, um, but here we are, we are online. So um, we are looking at a battery backup system and uh, I've, I've called a few people. So soon we're just going to be unaffected with a live stream with a battery, battery backup system so that we so we can just keep on going regardless of load shedding. So I think that's a good thing. All right. So, yes, Janine, I also think Lene's word was just awesome yesterday. Okay. So um, we were made for fellowship. All right. We were made for fellowship. I want to, to just read you a few scriptures and, and then I just want to... Uh, encourage you and so I, I hope this opens up a few things for you but uh, let me just start here we're going to re read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 it says God said let us Father Son and Holy Spirit in the Amplified make mankind in our image and in our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea the birds of the air and every thing that creeps on the earth okay so God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God created him, male and female created he them. So, but later in Genesis chapter 2, um, there's a, a different account. So it's not chronolo chronologically, you know, it's, it's different, it's spiritual accounts, it's different spiritual visions. So now here, I'm going to start reading in verse 18, he says, verse Genesis 2, And the Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. All right. And then verse 15. And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and guard and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessing and calamity, you shall not eat, not in the day that you eat, uh, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now verse 18. Now the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper, a meat suitable, adapted, complementary for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every wild beast and living creature of the field and every bird of the air. All right. So... Let me just fast forward a little bit. Verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and while he slept, he took one of his ribs and part of his side and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib 
or part of his side which the Lord God had taken from the man, he built up and made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This creature is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not embarrassed and ashamed in each other's presence. Okay. Right, so... God created man, and he in himself, he had perfect fellowship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But that love, God had such intense love in him, inside himself that he wanted fellowship. So he created the earth. He, he planted a garden, and he put man in the garden. And because he understands love, because God is love, he created a woman out of the man, and so that man can have fellowship. Okay, so God having fellowship with man and wife, but also then uh, the fellowship between man and wife. It, it, we were created for fellowship. So I want you to understand God's heart. In Ephesians chapter 4, this picture is elaborate it on a little bit in Ephesians chapter Ephesians 5 sorry Ephesians chapter 5 so he says let's start reading in verse 11 take no part and have no fellowship with the fruitful deeds and enterprises of darkness but instead let your lives be so in contrast to expose and reprove him so fellowship the, the whole system that we were created for was fellowship. Fellowship with God and fellowship with the works of God. Fellowship with the light. Fellowship with the word. Fellowship with the spirit. Fellowship with one another. All right? So the whole uh, world and how it functions is trying to fragment everything, trying to destroy fellowship, trying to get people separated, and trying to get things segregated. Uh, you know, there's, and it's all the prejudices that's causing this. Prejudice between male and female. Prejudice between old and young. Prejudice between different racial groups. Prejudice between different uh, language groups. Prejudice, prejudice, prejudice. Okay? And all this judgment is destructive towards fellowship. But fellowship is what we were created for. We were created to live in fellowship of love with God, and, and by extension of that relationship, that fellowship that we have in God, uh, by extension, then, with one another as fellow human beings. Obviously, first in marriage, and then from there also fellowship on this horizontal plane with every human being on this earth. We were created for fellowship. So, um, I, I just want to to stress the word fellowship. He says, take no part and have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness. So if, if our whole system is tuned into fellowship, then uh, we will look differently at what we do. Because what we do, if it comes out of fellowship, it will include everyone in Christ. It will include Christ. It will include the Father. It will include the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. But if we want to it's me, my, and I. <laughs> I want to do my own thing. Uh, we want to first separate ourselves and be alone. And then from there, it, it will be able to do certain, certain things alone. We were not created to be alone. 
I, I just want to, to share this out of my heart. We, we were created to, to live in fellowship. We need one another. We need one another's love. We need one another's support. We need one another's encouragement. Now, we, we live uh, in absolute dependence on God. If we understand how much we depend on Him for life, if we know how much we really need Him, uh, we will include Him in everything. You know, in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. So, uh, when we understand how much we really are dependent on Him, when we understand how much we really need Him, then that fellowship will be a greater priority than our own agenda and our own ideas and our own vision of where we want to go in life, whatever that may be. Um, so I'll, I'll keep on reading in Ephesians 5 now. I just want to kind of share something that's in my heart. So, um, for instance, if people... Look at the example of the prodigal son. He separated himself from his father and his brother and took the substance. You know, he said to his father, give me that which belonged to me, and he went away. Separated himself away from fellowship. He, he uh, isolated himself from people. And he moved away, and he messed it up. And when he came to himself, realized that he tried to establish fellowship in some form, even if it was just servanthood. But the fellowship was restored when he came back. And that's part of the heart of what I'm trying to say. Uh, when you isolate yourself in your mind, in your heart, in your actions, from your spouse, from the Lord, from people around you, from the church body, from Whoever is walking with you, if you isolate yourself, it's never a precursor of anything that is good. Look at Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve partook. Why? They partook of the tree of the knowledge if you read Genesis chapter 3. Why? Because they didn't include the Lord and the presence of the Lord and the words of the Lord, the fellowship they had with him walking in the cool of the day, walking in the garden. They didn't include him in this discussion with the serpent. So the serpent directed their attention away from God and beguiled them and, and deceived them. Okay, so what did they do after they had the wrong kind of fellowship, the fellowship of darkness, which happened in isolation from God? What happened? They separated themselves from the presence of God. God came walking in the cool of the garden. He said, Adam, where are you? He said, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself from you. All right? So, um, and with that said, I want to say, pay attention to people in your life isolating themselves. Stay, pay attention to people withdrawing, especially if it's uh, either to the wrong crowd or just on them, to themselves, because that's... That isolation is not good. We were made for fellowship. So if someone is withdrawing, it means now they need that fellowship more than ever. More than ever. So reach out. Okay? Let us, with the love of Christ, let us, with the love of the gospel, reach out to people who is trying to isolate themselves because of whatever. But we reach out with mercy and we reach out with the love of Jesus. All right? So this is God's heart. We need, we are made for fellowship, we are made to live in love, 
we are made to live together with him. We are made to be one with God and to be one with one another. So uh, if, we, if we take it into a legalistic idea, um, people have, with law, actually done more damage than, than good because they, they try to look something for ju- to, to judge in someone's life in order to cut them off and separate them. And that's the worst thing that you can do for someone. Even if it's someone, if you want someone to get right in anything, the worst thing to do is to cut them off and just cast them away. The best thing to do is to, uh, to speak, to openly fellowship in the light, to bring the love of Jesus to someone. All right? So uh, we were made for fellowship. We need one another and we need Jesus the Father, the Holy Spirit, much more than we know. Okay, so take no part, have no fellowship with fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness, but instead let your lives be so in contrast as to expose and reprove and convict them. So let your life be the example of what the love of Christ can be. So as to draw people, maybe only to make them jealous, maybe, <laughs> but maybe for people to see a demonstration of what is possible, a demonstration of what you can actually have. And then in verse 12, he says, For it is a shame even to speak and mention the things that, that people do in darkness. Then he says, verse 13, When anything is exposed and reproved by the light, it is made visible and clear. And where everything is visible and clear, there is light. Therefore, he says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine, make day dawn upon you, and give you light. So we were made to dwell in the light in Him. And dwelling in the light in Him causes us to have fellowship with Him. So He wants us to awaken to His presence. He wants us to awaken and let the day dawn on us. Verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, live purposefully, worthily, accurately, not as the unwise or witless, but as the wise. So what we want to do is we want to draw people into this fellowship. We want to draw people into the light and, and reach out from the light to help people who, who, are, who have separated themselves from the light. All right? So we, we don't want to try and expose people in this way that, you know, a lot of people want to Oh, I want to expose that, that church because they are false doctrines. Oh, I want to expose this person. Well, I want to expose... No, that's the completely wrong kind of idea. That's the completely wrong thinking. What we want to do is expose the darkness that is in the heart because of separation to the light so that the separation can be removed and the darkness can be removed. Um, so look at how Jesus addressed this. He came into this earth, into darkness. And he took on darkness upon himself and destroyed it in his own body. He went into death and he, and he took, took back his life again. And he rent the veil so that the light can flood the earth. So that the earth can be filled with light. He says, I am the light of the world. If anyone follows me or have fellowship with me, he will walk in the light, which is light, life. Okay, you will walk in the light. You will not stumble. So, so it is not about... The, the, the purpose of the light is not to bring accusation to, to expose someone's bad deeds so that everyone can know and judge them. That's the opposite. <laughs> but the light is there to bring, the, to bring people out of obscurity back into the light in fellowship with God. The 
the purpose is the restoration of fellowship. The purpose is for the mercy, which is the light, to reach out into the darkness and draw someone to, to God. Okay, so I posted this yesterday. Uh, Colossians chapter 1. Uh, just keep your finger in Ephesians 5, and we just quickly jump to Colossians chapter 1. And he says, uh, where are we? The Father, verse 13, has delivered and drawn us to himself. Do you see there? <laughs> the Father has delivered us, drawn us to himself, out of the control and the dominion of darkness, and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. That's the heart of God. Drawing people out from the isolated place into fellowship. And that's, that's, what, he, that's what ministry is about. That's what life is about. That's what... Family relationships is about. We need to draw people back into the light if we see people separate themselves. All right? So we don't want to live alone in separation. You can't live like this. Uh, so that's why we are constantly reaching out. If, if we see someone is, is, is battling or whatever and, and we reach out, no, this is the heart of it. Okay? We, we want to help. But also, we welcome if someone reaches out to us. All right, it's about the fellowship in the light. All right, so with that, I'm not saying, you know, uh, stick your nose in everybody's business. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is have a heart to draw people in. That's, that's the heart of the Father, and not to further separate. He didn't say the Father has separated us from his, himself out of his own kingdom and has uh, shut us out into the, kingdom of, into the dominion of darkness. That's the opposite, and that's the effect what the Lord does, is it shuts people out by judgment, and it casts them out into into an outer place where there is no light. So that's what judgment does. Jesus took that upon himself so that he could bring us the light, which is the life. All right. So he transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love in whom we have our redemption through his blood, which means the forgiveness of our sins. So forgiveness of our sins comes through fellowship. The fellowship comes through the preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel comes through fellowship. <laughs> so someone has fellowship with God and he's sent. That person has fellowship with the word. The word is preached. And that brings a fellowship with the word for someone else. And someone has fellowship with the Father because of the preaching of the word. And the person who preached and the person who heard have fellowship in the word. Have fellowship in the anointing. Have fellowship in Christ. All right, so there's constant fellowship, and we need to include God and one another in our fellowship so that we can stand stronger in Christ. All right, so um, uh, the word also speaks of bearing one another's burdens. It's not about you taking someone else's burden, like Lenay said yesterday, upon yourself so you carry it. No, it's you reaching out and helping them cast them, their burdens on Jesus. And you, you, if, if you reach out to people, you cast everything on Jesus. It's, we're not supposed to have any burdens. But it's to help someone else to not have a burden also. <laughs> All right, so um, it's about fellowship. Have I said that? Fellowship? Okay, let me say it, say it one more time. <laughs> it's about fellowship. Okay, back to Ephesians chapter 5. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5. So, um, it says, Awake, O sleeper, live carefully how you walk. Verse 16, 
making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. So, so he says we need to, I can just read it. Yeah, we, we need to be vigilant in this. He says, don't be vague or thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of God is. And do not get, do not get drunk with wine for uh, that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated by the Holy Spirit. So let that be the purpose. So instead of finding joy in the fellowship with alcohol, <laughs> so instead of that, um, let's find fellowship together in the Holy Spirit and s- stimulate one another in Christ. All right, verse 19. Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your hearts to the Lord. Okay. Right. Then he says, now I I want you to see marriage, but I want you to see Christ in the church. He says, uh, wives be subject to your husbands, but before that he says, uh, be subject to one another, verse 21. So be subject to one another. And then he goes on, wives, be subject to your husbands um, as a service to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, of Christ is the head of the church, himself the savior of his body. You see the heart there. As the, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives also be subject in everything to the husband. So the, the wife is also part of the church. So she is subject to Christ. Okay? So wives, just be subject to the Lord and do what he says. That's all. It's not about husbands dominating wives, because in verse 21 he says, be subject to one another. So husbands, be subject to your wives also. So in your head, as, as a, in your role as a head of the house, you need to be subject to Christ and do what you need to do. And that is, surrender your heart to the Holy Spirit and take, take the lead in leading everyone into the light, drawing everyone in the house into the light, bringing everyone into fellowship in the light. It's your, your, your role. So you will have great joy in doing it because you were created for fellowship. So draw everyone into fellowship with Christ in your house. You be the instigator. You be the one that, that um, take the lead role in that. Don't let your wife have to do it. She only does it because you're not. <laughs> All right? So let's do it. Let's surrender our hearts to the Lord, but also let us have the heart to include everyone that we're standing in fellowship with in the light, in the life, and draw everyone into that same fellowship with the Lord. All right. He says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So love, what does love do? Love establishes fellowship. Love reaches out and brings closer. Okay? Love doesn't say, no, I'm going to only have fellowship with the Lord on my own. Okay? So there's times for only, fine, sure. And I think that's, that's not, it's not a bad thing. But what I'm saying is, husband and wife together, there needs to be fellowship in Christ with the Lord. And the fellowship that the husband have with the Lord needs to be extended also to the rest of the family. It's, you're the preacher of your house. You're the pastor of your house. You're the king of your house. <laughs> but you're also a servant. You need to minister the life and the love of Jesus, the fellowship of Christ to your household. All right? So it's all about the love. It's all about the fellowship. 
All right. So, uh, where were we? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water by the word. So constantly be ministering a cleansing word to your wife, okay? And not trying, trying to find out what is to be judged and what is to be, you know, that only brings separation. So I think, I think I'm getting through. Okay, verse 27, that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor. So if you love your wife and you bring the word of the gospel constantly to her, guess what? She will be presented to you yourself. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so instead of, of telling your wife, yeah, you must change this, and you must change this, and you must change this, you must change this, rather tell her how awesome Jesus is, rather Tell her how much you love her. Rather tell her. And when she has something good to say um, that can help you to have a, be- a better fellowship with Jesus, then you better listen. <laughs> so we need to open our hearts to one another. We need to uh, be a little bit more vulnerable with one another. Open our hearts to one another and have fellowship in Christ with one another. It is about including more into the fellowship that we have in Christ. It's called love. All right. So he says that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such things. So for the church to be presented without spot or wrinkle to the Father, the church need to receive the love that Jesus ministers to the church. So, um, husbands... You minister the love. Wives, receive the love that, the, that your husbands minister to you. And sure, your husband will, will not always be the best one in it, you know, because we kind of, we kind of stupid at this. We need to be trained. <laughs> we need to learn more of how to do this. But in any attempt of your husband to... To minister this to you, receive it, receive it, okay? But husbands, open your hearts to the Lord and minister the love to your wives, okay? But not also, not only in marriage, also in anything else. If there's any relationship, minister the love of Christ that you've received to someone else. And if someone is ministering it, receive it, okay? Even so, the husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no man has hated his own flesh. Okay, so let's go to First John chapter 1. I'm taking too much time because I'm over-explaining myself. First uh, John chapter 1. We are writing about the word of life. In him who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard, whom we have seen, um, with our eyes and we have gazed upon for ourselves and have touched with our hands. So there was fellowship. And the life, an aspect of his being, was revealed and made manifest. And we saw and are testifying to declare to you the life, the eternal life in him who already existed with the Father and who actually was made visible and was revealed to us, his followers. What we have seen and ourselves heard we are also telling you so that you too may realize and enjoy fellowship as partners and partakers with us. And this fellowship that we have, which is a distinguishing mark of Christians, is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. 
So we have fellowship with the Father. We have fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. And we, uh, we are now writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be full and that your joy may be complete. Do you see the heart is to reach out and get more people, draw more people out of darkness into light. Reach out and get more people into fellowship out of separation. Okay. So we reach out. That's why we preach the gospel. We need the love of Christ, the fellowship that we have to reach out to people. And this is the message, the message of promise which we have heard from him and now reporting to you. God is light. And there is no darkness in him, no, not, uh, not in any way. So if we say we are partakers and enjoy fellowship with him when we live and move and are walking about in darkness... We both speaking falsely and do not live and practice the truth. So for as, for as long as you are having fellowship with darkness, you are not having fellowship with, with the spirit and fellowship with the body of Christ. Okay? So you are actively then trying to separate yourself. All right? But God, you will never be able to separate yourself from the love of God. Romans chapter 8. He says nothing can ever separate you from God. So uh, Romans 8 verse 38 and 39. So luckily... You're stuck with God, okay? <laughs> but in experience, we sometimes actively try to isolate ourselves from God. And don't do that. So he says, if we say we are partakers together in our fellowship with him when we are moving in darkness, remember Ephesians chapter 5, then we lie. Verse 7, but if we really are living and walking in the light as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. So that's why he says, awake to the light and Christ shall give you light. Okay, Awake to righteousness, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and so not. So we need to awaken to the light that we already have. I'm speaking of born-again believers. So I'm speaking of people who believe in him who got born again. You need to awake to who you already are in Jesus Christ. Okay? So you need to embrace the light that is already with you because the Father has already drawn you out of darkness and into the kingdom of the Son of His love. All right. So we need to embrace the light. He says, but if we really are living and walking in the light, as He Himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin and guilt, and keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. So if we are having fellowship with people who are having fellowship in the light, we have fellowship in the light. Okay, so we are telling these things to you, that's fellowship, so that you can be included and so that you too can have fellowship with the fellowship that we have, which is with the Father. Okay, so when we preach, our fellowship with the Father reaches out to other people. When you, when you stay in that uh, fellowship of a congregation where the, the light is, where the Word of God is, where God is present... You have fellowship in the light. Do not separate yourself from it, but come closer in it. Okay? And when he says there, and this is the fellowship of mercy, the fellowship of forgiveness, the fellowship of, of the Spirit of Christ. He says, if we dwell in the light, as he is in the light, so we have fellowship with one another, we have fellowship with God, our hearts are open to him, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin in all his forms and manifestations. Okay? So in our fellowship, we are manifesting like a holy of holies. 
<laughs> a place where there is light and where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. So it becomes a manifestation of light. It becomes a manifestation of blood-washed people. It becomes a manifestation of people having fellowship in him. All right? So I hope, I hope this makes sense to you. All right. So um, if we dwell in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us and keeps us cleansed. That's verse 7. From sin in all its forms and manifestations. Verse 8. If we say we have no sin, we delude ourselves and lead ourselves astray. And the truth which the gospel presents is not in us, does not dwell in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he's faithful and true to his own nature and promises. And he will forgive our sins and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we need to get this. In the fellowship of the light... Light comes and it removes all the all the gugumajugis. <laughs> it removes all the darkness, all the fellowship with the works of darkness. It just removes it, removes it. Uh, the more and more we have fellowship with Christ and fellowship in Christ together as a body of people, the ecclesia, the church. Okay, so I want to encourage you. I've just been touching here and there, and I'm trying to get something over. I hope it's, it's, it's come through. But what I'm trying to, to, to say is I just encourage you for fellowship in the body of Christ. Okay? And um, if you don't find that kind of fellowship that I'm describing somewhere, then start it. Be the one ministering and drawing people into the light. And soon you will have a little group of people full of light <laughs> that can reach out, <laughs> that can... That can uh, you know, if you, don't, if you don't find a church that really brings Christ, then start one. Even if it's just a church or a congregation or a, you know, an ecclesia in, in your cell group or whatever, just start something but have fellowship. Don't think that you can live this life alone, that you can, it's me and Jesus. No. It's the body of Christ. It's all of us together in love. All right, so there's so much more to say, uh, especially in John chapter 17, but we need to get this, that God made us for fellowship, and he firstly fellowship with himself and also fellowship with one another. God is love. He opened up himself and let us come into that love so that we can partake of that love. So we need to be people of love, and love means fellowship. All right, so, <laughs> so I hope this message has blessed you. Um, if you feel isolated, please don't. Just come and get to know some people here. If you're in the area, if you're close enough to drive, please don't sit in isolation on, on your own. Uh, come and, and you know, get into fellowship. If you feel that you are too bad and you, uh, you know, the stuff that you've done is too bad and no one will accept you, it's not true. Here you will be accepted because the blood of Jesus is here and what we minister here is mercy and forgiveness. So it's especially the ones that feel, I'm not, I, I can't make it. That's here. Okay. <laughs> so all of us need the mercy. All of us need the forgiveness. But let me, let me just encourage you. Don't sit somewhere isolated on your own come into fellowship and let your heart trust again let your heart open up to god and let your heart open up to people and i guarantee you the life and the light will will manifest in your life 
All right, so that's my encouragement. May you be blessed. Uh, may you just really experience the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the whole thing of, um, you know, the benediction, <laughs> may the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, be with you. <laughs> all right, so I, I, I'm not very good with all of that stuff, but be blessed. May you experience grace, and we'll see you again on um, when is it? Sunday morning, 9.30, because it's Friday. So enjoy your weekend. We'll see you again. Amen.